I mean, it's either you're just a number that enjoys their life or you're a number that is just caught up in conforming to other people's standards. Welcome to Overdue, where we cover stories of certified project starters and entrepreneurs, from college students to accomplished professionals. Hello, hope you guys are all doing well. So this is actually the second part of our freshman year recap, but in this part, we dove a little bit more specifically into investing in some stories that we'll be able to tell our grandchildren one day. That's kind of the big theme that we're going with. We talked a lot about our parents and the stories that they would tell us growing up and pretty much just the importance of stories and just doing stuff instead of talking about it. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and enjoy the episode. But we'll move to a couple more questions. I, don't, I, don't, I think we could make this longer just because if, yeah. so, if someone's listening to this, they don't mind listening to the whole thing because they're listening. You, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it, we're it's not a casual necessi- conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's for us, too, so. Yeah, it is for us, like, transparently. Yeah. I do feel like I'm getting a lot of flushed out thoughts right now, which is, which is therapeutic, I guess I could say. Okay, yeah, we'll go to this one. Um, I came up with this. If you had, if you a year ago and you today had a conversation, what would you disagree on? Yeah. I don't have one off the top of my head right now. So do you want do what would you like to start? I, I kind of have one. Yeah. So a year ago, so today's June 14th. So June 14th, yeah. 2022. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I was, let's, a year ago, I was probably thinking about like college and starting, starting in the fall. So I remember going into college in the fall, my mindset was school only, academics only, nothing else, going to get straight A's, nothing else matters, I just want a 4.0 or 3.7 or higher or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't care about anything else, nothing, nothing else matters to me yeah. in college. And if I was to tell that self, if, if one year ago me was to tell that to me today, Oh my gosh, but I disagree with that. Yeah. Going through the last year or so or the last eight months or whatever has taught me so much about how how important things other than academics are. Obviously academics are still the sole most important thing of school, but it it's taught me how important things like going uh things like going going to the gym, going out with your friends, going to these jam sessions going out starting a podcast with with one of my friends like just doing these things meeting new people saying hi to everyone i see taking every opportunity just like all these things that have showed me um how important it is how important it is to do those in college and just i think i almost want to go off and say that i've learned more from doing all those things than i have from class just yeah. because I've learned almost like. What do you I, think you've learned from class? Other than how to use F equals MA um, <laughs> and how to find the. Yeah, um, okay. Besides technical stuff, do you think that there's anything you've learned from class? Because there are those little lessons that you gain how to, you know, get there on time. And if you mess up the last 10 questions of your micro exam and tank your GPA, <laughs> that, you know, it's your fault. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of those implicit I, like, I things you the, learn. I think the biggest thing I've learned from class that I never learned in a high school class is no one's looking out for you other than yourself. Like in terms of class. Oh yeah. Like these, a, these teachers are awesome, but they don't care. Yeah. There's they don't so care. many kids. It's yeah. Like, there's like, you can't expect them to like the micro classes have like 700 kids in a lecture. Like, 
a normal physics lecture is 300 kids and the teacher teaches five of them. So there's 1,500 kids yeah. in physics. Like, that was the biggest thing I had to learn first semester. Because in high school, you mess something up, you shoot your teacher an email, or you see him in class tomorrow, you can talk to him. Like, you can you can figure it out in high yeah. school. In in college, no one cares. Like, yeah. you, you missed the deadline, and that's you missed the deadline. And it's life. Like, yeah. yeah. I think that's great that we're at a school like this because it's so big and the world is so big. Yeah. Right? Is you're just a number at school and I mean you are but you're also not like there's still a lot of resources to make you not a number. But you are just a number at school and in the world you're just a number. Like it's either yeah. you accept you're a number now or you accept you're a number in 4 years. Yeah. And so and I want to I want to add on to that. So if you focus only on academics, you will stay only a number. But if you broaden your scope into academics plus going out and doing extracurricular things like maybe starting a podcast like us or just hanging out with friends, joining other RSOs, whatever it might be. That's your way of finding your group and feeling mm -hmm. like people actually care for you because those people who you're hanging out with do care, do care for you. And that's how you feel like you're more than just a number. So, yeah, I think, okay. I think at the end of the day, no matter what, you're still just a number though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just about like, I mean, it's either you're just a number that enjoys their life or you're a number that is just caught up in conforming to other people's standards. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I do. It's either... I mean, obviously, it's a spectrum. You're, yeah. You're not, yeah. Like, like, either robotic or you're the most liberated individual. I like that. Yeah, you're, you're a number no matter what, but either you're enjoying your life as a number and you're like, whatever, it's I'm going to be a number, or you're a number and you're just trying to please everyone else by... By just doing what people tell you to do. Yeah. I haven't fully gotten there, but I'm starting to realize more and more that it's either I do what I want or I don't. Because, I mean, I know that... I'm going to try to say this in, like, the not most, like least cliche way. But I'm starting to think about things as, like... I, well, I guess I could relate it to... I asked my dad a lot about his life and what he did, when he did it, all this stuff. And then I think about, like, wow, I'm getting to that age where I'm writing those stories that those are going to start to be my answers for my kids someday. And I'm either going to have the stories that I want to tell or I'm going to have the stories I don't want to, like... Not, okay, I'm, I'm either going to have stories or I'm not going to have stories. So then why am I caught up in this thing that I don't want to do if... Because like, the money won't really matter. And yeah. I, I, I know that's, like, such a cliche thing to say, but it's really starting to hit me now. It's like... You know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, all my, like, chips are going to be pushed back into the pile anyway. I mean, you know, I will have, I will want to give my kids a good life and, like, give them an inheritance and all that stuff. Yeah. But there's no need to have all that excess, you know, if it means sacrificing my whole life for it. But I th I'll answer the question now of, like, what I would disagree with. It's weird. I feel like I, like, changed, okay. I changed so much from a year ago to six months ago. And I changed so much from six months ago to now. So I would, I, I think the one that pops out to me more is the six months ago to now. And that would be, <laughs> which is exactly what I just said. This money doesn't matter, dude. I, well, it does, but, you know. Like, I, I know what you mean. Don't do things for money. Because <laughs> about. Uh, do it because you enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I, will, I will come out with, like, explicit numbers. What about, so when I, how I am, I'm very, like, goal-driven. It's like, I like to have metrics that c clearly define whether I succeed or fail, because then I either succeeded or I failed. There's no, not this cloud of 
ambiguity of like, oh, I'm working towards it, but like, how do I, am I actually? Like, you know, I, I don't like that. So I, I had all my weightlifting goals at the beginning of the year. So I'm like three months in. I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to start focusing on money. So I'm like, I have X amount in my bank account. I want to get to X by the summer. So then I started doing everything in my power to get that. I get I got home for Thanksgiving. I worked like four 12-hour shifts in a row stocking stuff in the <laughs> freezer. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, well, yeah. So I'm, I'm making... I'm making a lot of money for what I was, what my salary was, right? And I wasn't spending, like, a cent of it. So I'm just stacking up, stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. And then I'm starting to, because I work at stock shelves, I have all these podcasts flowing through my ears. And what I'd do, I'd hear something, I'd pause it, and I'd think about it, I'd have a conversation with myself. And this recurring theme kept coming up of don't invest, like, don't like necessarily invest in assets, invest in yourself and invest in all these skills because that's what's going to be more valuable at the end of the day. And it was that conversation that I mentioned earlier with my the kid at my work, his name's Santino. He's going to be my roommate next year. But he's like, I, he saw me working these like long shifts. He's like, I was like, if you're doing it for the money, man, like if you think about your earning capacity in the future, like you're going to be making more an hour like, you working four hours now of overtime in a freezer will probably only be, you know, this is estimate, so it might only be one hour or two hours of you working in, like, wherever you are in the future. So it's like, this time is more valuable. And at the end of the day, time is your biggest asset. And I'm like, uh, it didn't really hit me in that conversation, but it was this ring- lingering thought I kept having. And I'm like, yeah, yeah he, he's right. He's right. Like, why am I doing this? I'm just stacking up all this money so maybe I could put 10% down. And I'm, like, it doesn't make sense. So I'm like, okay, let's start to invest in experiences, invest in maybe podcast equipment. As long as I'm justifying a reason for it, as long as it's just not fast food, bro. I spent so much money on fast food in high school. It was terrible. But okay, I can rant about that. Like, I spent thousands, like thousands <laughs> in th- on Chipotle. But okay. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah, 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 so I was like, yeah, as long as I'm not spending on that, if I'm spending on going skydiving, if I'm spending on going to a trip to San Francisco with my friends, if I'm spending on golf with my friends, that makes sense to me as long as I'm not golfing more than one round a week or two rounds a week. That makes sense to me because I'm paying for experiences. I'm investing in experiences, I'm investing in stories to tell my kids one day. But if I'm investing in, like, the S&P, like, the... S&P 500 or like in real estate, that might make sense when I have more of an earning capacity. But the day that I start to invest in those things is the day that I stop upgrading my character or the day I settle with where I'm at, you know? Not completely, it's a spectrum, but that's how I perceive a lot of this that's going on. It's like, I'm just going to keep repouring, repouring all my tokens that I'm earning from the game back into myself and just keep upgrading, upgrading, upgrading. And then one one day I'll get to a point where I'll hopefully I'll be able to have all these skills that I can make some big amount of money in a very short period of time just because I have those skills. And that way I'll have all my time back. And that's what I'm thinking about now. It's like spend twenty hours learning the video edit, got the skill down. Like, cool. Next thing is like learning how to use the software to automate workflows, learn how to web design, learn how to like set up a funnel. So just slowly, like, putting in more and more time on these things. 
And who knows, like, this is just an example. Okay, funnel design, website design, editing. Like, if I keep learning more and more, then who knows, maybe I'm a CMO one day. Who knows? It's just the more and more untouchable you become. And that's the, that's the biggest lesson I learned is not to be cringy, invest in yourself and invest in these skills, invest in things that are going to give you stories and experiences to make you a more, like, more like, like fulfilled person Yeah, um, that and people want to be around because people will pay for your time. That, yeah. And, and I mean, this is the age to do it, right? This is the time where you can take risks like financially, right? Cause you're, you have a whole lifetime to live where I know you're going to make a lot of money and you don't have to worry about, Oh, I'm going to oh, like, like, Oh, I'm blowing off a hundred dollars a week going golfing like or yeah yeah like you have that money at this age that you can spend like doing those things so and and it's it's building your character like you said so i think that's a really great thing to invest in in terms of like investing in yourself rather than just growing that money so yeah i i guess you could you could answer this too um because i want to hear your perspective on this but like honestly my probably biggest fear is that would cause like the most internal pain that I think I could imagine would be sitting down. Like, I don't know, so I'm 70, 80, whatever I am. I'm sitting down, dinner table, like grandkids are over visiting and they're like, like, like grandpa, grandpa, like tell us, like tell us one more story, one more story. And then I just, I'm like racking my brain. And I'm like, I just, I just can't think of anything. And that would be, that would be the most pain I think that I can imagine possible. So everything I'm doing now is just stories, man. Stories, stories, stories. It's like, oh yeah, like that one time I jumped out of a plane. Like that yeah. was awesome. Oh yeah, like me and my friends, we went to Montana. That was that was an awesome time. It's like, oh yeah, like I convinced when I was like 19, I convinced my friend Isar to come to San Francisco. Like that was that was a great time. I remember we did this, we did this. And then it's just this never-ending thing. They're like, "Oh, like you did all this, you did all this," because you're their you're you're their guideposts. Yeah. And my I guess my life motto. Okay, I guess we're getting really fuck. Oh, wait, whatever, whatever. I guess we're getting really deep right now. Um, I guess my life motto that I've like thought about a lot this summer of why I'm doing everything is it's part of that one quote. It, half of it's the one quote of. You don't shout affirm you don't become confident by shouting affirmations in the air in the mirror. But my life is all about is all about just stacking up evidence to prove to myself who I am, who I say I am, as well as stack up evidence to prove to others, especially my sister, that she can become and they can become who they want to become. And that's I think that it, that puts into words beautifully everything that I do. Like that I, the reason why I try to do everything I can. Yeah. Because we talked about this before, but for example, like, I put in a ton of effort to learn Spanish, right? Just, like, grinding, 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 like, listen to Bad Bunny, writing out the lyrics, <laughs> whatever. And then it all pays off when my sister, when I'm just chilling in class one day, and I get a text from my sister saying, like, hey, like, I just, like, ran for, like, Spanish club vice president. I got it. And then I'm like, like, that's awesome. Like, I love that. And once you realize these things are so much bigger than you is when you really start to become, like, aware of the big picture. And that's been the big thing that's that keeps me going with all this stuff. Yeah, I wanna I wanna add on to that real quick, and then we can move on to our last question. Yeah. But 
like like we were talking about those experiences and investing in ourselves to get those experiences i feel like it's a little bit harder for us to get those experiences than it might have been for our parents and grandparents that have told us all these stories and that is because me and you at least we're so fortunate our parents have like given us like a great life like i don't i don't want to like say too much um but like our grandparents or at least my grand my 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 grandpa he moved here from india um like grinded his whole life so he has all those stories coming from that same with my dad he was like born here but he had to grind because he didn't grow up having too much having a good amount of money or anything so for us i feel like it's important to go out of our ways to make sure we have those experiences to actually build that character that we're not going to get if we just like because now with all this technology you can do anything from home and you could end up sitting on your computer or whatever all day like you could even go to college online which i don't know why anyone would want to do no no hate if you're going to college online but yeah i mean it makes sense from like but consider a tra- consider a transfer to U of I. But yeah, at college, the best resources are the people. Yeah, so can continue with what you're saying. Yeah, but all of those experiences that they had, whether it be through like hardships of growing up with less with less money, or whether it be just because they're not being technology, you have them having to work harder than we do today, have like built their character. But because we our lives are so much easier than our parents were, or our grandparents, or even or anyone who's older than us, right? Like, our kids' lives will be easier than ours. Um, That just helps to build character. So because our lives have gotten to be so aided with technology, I feel like doing those things to actually build that character is really important. And it's something that, now that you said that, I want to start to do more. Yeah, it's hard to remind yourself of it because it's all easy to have a conversation like this. Bring it up and be so adamant about it. But that's another thing about clicking the submit button on the skydiving page. Yeah. You know, like there's and then at, and then I'm not there yet, but actually jumping out of the plane is like those things are so different. It's like it feels so good. You probably release so much dopamine talking about this because it's so exciting. You feel like you're doing so much, but you're not. This isn't it. It's the it's the clicking submit. It's the booking the trip. It's the texting the friend that maybe you haven't seen in a while, like putting the ego aside, like, hey, what's up? I haven't seen you in a really long time. Are you free Saturday? Yeah. It's the texting the girl on the date, like, dude, I'm so nervous, bro. It's like, hey, like, are you doing anything Friday? Like, I, I, you know, I'm really interested. I'd love to take you out sometime. Those are the things that are so much different than sitting down and like preaching these abstract messages. It's about doing them. Yeah, definitely. And that's, yeah, that's, I, yeah, you said, here, I want to I wanna get into that a little bit uh, with what you're saying about your parents, uh, like your grandpa, then your dad. Because I'm, I'm in a, not exactly, but I guess I'll give the context for mine. So my grandpa, when he was my age, he was told that you either need to work or you need to, uh, unless you either need to like work on a farm or you need to be in like the Marines. And he's like, I don't go to the Marines. So he's our age, finds himself in korea korean war um he was he was like a high up somewhere he like was the one in trust carrying the bar so he's the one that people are trying to kill out of the 500 people in the regiment um vocabulary might not be there but you get what i mean yeah he's the one that they're trying to kill he's the guy that they're looking for and him all the other guys there found themselves in this reservoir in korea negative 36 degrees i can't even imagine that i zero degrees is 
negative 36 degrees, 19-year-old. The only food that they had was Tootsie Rolls. They're there. They're just, you know, looking in the mountains. They're seeing all these, because it was basically Korea. I mean, basically Chinese versus U.S., like with allied forces. Um, they're all in this reservoir. They're all looking up in the mountains. They're just completely surrounded by the Chinese. And they're like, wow. Like, like imagine us just in Korea. Like, wow, like, we're, we're going to die. Like, he had a wife across the... Uh, across the world it's like like this is it like i'm i'm gonna die because um, they're just completely surrounded they ended up being able to fend them off pushing them back but you know it wasn't that as easy as i'm saying you know negative 36 degrees tootsie rolls the only things you could eat fend them off get get boated back to the u.s he starts his family police department for 30 years ends up almost becoming a captain because he had the opportunity steps down and yeah, sets up a great life for my dad. Again, my dad didn't go to college, started as a runner in the mercantile exchange when he was 28. That is crazy to me. I found that out the other day. Works his way up, like works really hard, puts me in a position where I can go to college. I'm the, the first one on that side of the family that'll be going to college. And I'm like, damn, like, like it's this is me. Like I'm the next step. And I, it's the same for you with where you're at too. Is I mean, I've had a pretty... I, I've had an easy life, uh, objectively, but they didn't. So it's easy. It's easy to be complacent, but at the same time, I'm still reminded of a lot of those things in the past, and I, you are as well. So I think we could get into this a little bit. But is this is it something that do you think? Okay, because I don't consciously think about it that much, right? It'll come up in certain certain times. Maybe I'll see something that'll remind me of it. Um, or something something big will happen and remind me of it. But I think it instilled a motor into me when I was young, and it probably did for you too, because I don't consciously think about those things, right? But just being around them when I was young taught me a lot, just how they, how they went about things. I remember I was sweeping those stairs that you walked by for my dad once when he was young, when I was young. And I was like, Dad, I'm done. And he's like, and it was, it was like a terrible job. <laughs> I had like all the whirly birds. I just didn't have them. And uh, he's like, like, no, you're not. Like, they're still whatever. So I'm like, okay, okay. Because I'm trying to get down. I'm trying to play Minecraft, right? Yeah. They go and try to br sweep them up. And uh, he's like, and I'm like, Dad, I'm done. He's like, okay. And he's like, you know, when I was young, I wanted to do the best job possible so that when I showed my dad, I was proud of it. And I'm like, I'm glad I'm like, in my head. That hit, you know, and then I'm, and then I like really put in, and I remember that every time he ever asked me to do something now, whether it's cutting the grass, whether it's just doing some basic stuff around the house, it's like, like, I want to make him proud. Like that's what like this is all about, and I, that was like a paradigm shift for me. Like when I was young, it was all those moments of just that being instilled in me through who they were. But do you feel like you have any stories of? moments of realization of how different their lives were than yours is now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so my dad grew up, he's he's one of like three boys, right? So they, they, he's one of like four kids. So there's there's my aunt and then I have two uncles and then him. So mm -hmm. three boys, so. You said aunt very Britishly. 
Like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm going to, I have to practice, bro. I'm going to London on, on Sunday, so. Oh, this man just missed a worldwide this summer, bro. But can I continue? <laughs> no, yeah, so there's, there's, growing up, there was three boys, so naturally that means, like, my grandpa never had to hire anyone, right? So yeah. my dad and his two brothers, so I guess there's this thing called, like, an overhead sewer system where... You have to, like, dig around the house four feet, and when it rains, it, like, collects all the water into, like, this, what's the word, like, tunnel? No, not tunnel. I don't know. Like, it collects it all. It collects yeah. it all, so then it can pump it out to make sure your basement doesn't flood or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, my grandpa could have obviously paid someone to come with a bulldozer and dig that all and be done in a day, or he could have his three high school sons spend the whole summer digging four feet around their house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. financially, financially, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, right. so they had to do work like that growing up. And my dad tells me about that. And this is kind of similar to what you told me. So my dad tells me he had to do things like that. And then he'll tell me to do like the simplest thing. He's like, here's the hedge trimmer. Can you go trim the hedges for me? And, I'm yeah, like, and I'll get so aggravated. And I'm like, I'll come on, like- just like tell the gardener to do it or something. And like... <laughs> And he's like, but that costs money. And, I, and I'm like, oh, fine. And then I do it and I do and I And, like, at first it was the same thing. I used to just do it to do it. But now it's like it's not as much that I want to make him proud, which I do want to make him proud, obviously. But it's more that, like, if he tells me to do something or if anyone tells me to do something, I want to put my all into it or yeah. else, like, I don't feel like there's any point in me doing it. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right or I'm not going to yeah, do it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those things I feel like to get into it, you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't want... You start doing it, you're like, no, this is kind of enjoyable. Like, yeah. cutting the grass, like, it's kind of a vibe, you know? Yeah. There's something to be said about having a task, getting it done, getting it done the right way, and then being able to say you did it afterwards. And, uh, yeah, I, I, my, my dad put together this whole, like, backyard. Like, yeah. Just because he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> you just bored one day. He's like, yeah, like, I could use a gazebo. He bought a gazebo where... I think it's a lot of money for them to come out to, like, put it together. But, like, mm-hmm. that's what everyone does, right? Yeah. It's like, nah, I'm going to figure it out. And my dad, you know, I would call him no instruction manual Mike. Like, that's just how that man is. <laughs> like, he will not use an instructions. I don't know what it is. I feel like dads just never use an instruction manual. Yeah, no, my dad's the same way. He's like, I don't need it. I'll figure it out. And then, like, he, yeah. Yeah, no, and then, and then. I, I would always be the one that's like, Dad, bro, like, we're, we're, we we kind of need it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, uh, I, yeah, there's just something to be said about that problem solving. It's just, I mean, that's what we're getting back to. But, yeah, I, yeah. I just want to say, like, the generation they grew up in, they're workers. Like, they, yeah. no matter what, they're, both our dads work white-collar jobs, but they, they, they are, like, they're grinders. That's the yeah. word for it. Because my, my, my dad did blue, and from what it sounds like, our parents did blue-collar work for the majority of their life. Yeah. Yeah, my dad my dad was, like, telling me, yeah, I, we could get in stories about our parents. Like, yeah. I, I could talk about That's, my dad. Yeah. Like, uh, my dad did his, and when he was, uh, like, a senior in high school, he, like, all, everyone had to do, like, the stock trading, like, it's done. It was, like, this big, like, semester-long project. My dad did four other kids' for free just because he wanted to. <laughs> like, he, like he, told, he told my mom that. And my mom's like, you're such a nerd. But, like, that's just how my dad is. He's just, he just wanted to learn. And he's just, yeah, no, I, I respect him so much. He doesn't get the flowers he deserves. Yeah, I think that goes for both our parents. But 
I don't want to. We could we could talk about her parents for hours. So yeah. I just want to. You want you want to bust one more question real quick? Yeah, I want to end it with our last one, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll ask you, and then and then I'll answer it too. But if you were to give yourself advice or another freshman advice, we might have answered this a little bit, so we can answer a different one if you want. Um, but what what would that little piece of advice be to a incoming freshman, whether that be you a year ago or someone else? I'll do for somebody else because me doing it for myself doesn't really do anything. Yeah, okay. I was having... I had a conversation with a kid in my work yesterday. So he's a year or two younger than me. Um, he works at Mariana's with me, whatever. His goal, we were talking about, he wants to be a manager to Mariana's. And because I, I, I asked him, I was like, hey, like, you working or you studying? Like, whatever, you know, or, like, what's the path you're going down? And he's like, oh, like, I'm working. I, I want to be a manager. And we were talking about it. And I'm like, oh, like, what are you doing? Like, because I'm like, I love that. I love that. Like, I could tell he's a really hard worker. I'm like, what do you want to do to become a manager? He's like, tell me all this. I'm like, I'm like, you know what you should do? I'm like, hey, this is, like, the staple advice. But I'm like, you should get a LinkedIn and then start to, like, build your brand through there. Not, like, like build your brand in any like cringy cliche way but i would start connecting with all these other store directors because my, no my bad he wants to be a store director i'm like start connecting with all these other store directors start messaging him like hey like do you mind if i like come and chat to you one day i'm really interested that's what i want to become one day um like that's what i want to become right and i'm like there's all these more of the story where this is going uh, well, he was like, oh, like, that's, like, awesome. I never, like, thought about that before. Like, it's some really good advice I'm going to use. And I don't think a lot of people, where I'm getting with this, I don't think a lot of people are aware of all the resources they have. There's so much out there. You just have to use it. And that's what I would say to any freshman. At college, there are so many different resources, and you find them in all these different forms. There are people. People is the what makes a college a college. Whether it's the professors, whether it's the students, whether it's the alumni, that's what makes the college college. That's why they continue to pump out excellence at school. So then, how does that like turn itself into action steps, right? For students, join at the beginning. Join everything that you're interested in, and then from there, you know, you might find out you're not interested. In them, you leave, whatever. But the more people you meet, the the more quantity, like the more likely you'll meet quality, especially if you go to these right places that we we're talking about cool how do you get you can easily get in touch with alumni you reach out to them like hey do you think we could hop on a zoom call i'm really interested in what you're doing one day the most of them would be like sure they're humans what they say no oh you sent a message you're embarrassed you know yeah i used to be but like it's just they say no whatever cool and then all these teachers you'd be like hey like i reached out <laughs> i reached out to the neuroscience undergraduate uh research professor in the fall, I'm, I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm a business major, but I'm really interested in this stuff. Do you mind, like, if, like, is this something that I could apply for that I, I like, typed out this pretty long? Uh, he didn't respond to me, but I was, whatever. Like, it reached out, you know? And it was yeah. something that I was interested in. I think that's a pretty good example, because I'm a business major. There's no reason I should be doing that, right? But I just did anyway. So, reach out to alumni reach out to like go to the everything college and reach out to these teachers because they're all resources and they're they're all resources that you could benefit from greatly again facilities at U of I 
at facilities at any school. The gym is like the nicest gym I've probably ever seen, and it's not close. There's so much in there, and there's so much that you could learn from, like equipment, again, people there. Just go, you know? And it's like, if you have access to that resource, use it. I, we were talking about the, okay, this is an example I guess I could use. Most people, when they get, like, an apartment, there's all these amenities, right? They're like, oh, I have a golf gym that I could go bowling. Shout out people at here. That's, like, an apartment at U of I. U of I. But, like, I have all these amenities. Like, that's awesome. Then they never use them, but they're paying for them. And that's how college is in a lot of ways. And you just end up getting used to them, and you just never use them. It's like, use the resources. It's like, yeah, go check it out. Go check out, like, the bowling alley at the whatever. It's like, maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Whatever you don't go again. It's like, oh, I heard there was a golf course like a mile away from, I check it out, whatever. It's like, just use those resources. There's so much, so many resources. So well, what would be yours? Yeah. Um, mine just goes back to, I think, what I would have told myself, which is, it's kind of like use your resources, but it's, it's similar to that, but it's do more than just school. Cause I think we we've I've touched on that a lot, and that's definitely like my biggest takeaway from uh, the last year. And that would be my advice I'd give to someone: do more than school. Because, like I mentioned, I think I've learned more from the things I've done outside of class than what I have done in class. So, here, let me ask you a question then. So maybe someone that what like they wanted they want to start this, they want to start that, but for whatever reason or not, maybe it's their I guess for me, it was always, one, I didn't really have the ideas. Okay, I'll ask this. For people that maybe, they want to start something, they want to get involved, but they don't have the idea yet. What would be your advice to them on like how they could get started? Maybe they don't, maybe not, maybe they don't have the idea, but what would be some advice you have? I mean, I'd say find a friend who has like a similar mindset. They don't have to have the same idea as you. Obviously, like, yeah. say like, Okay, me and you had the same idea of wanting a podcast, but that's like a different story. But yeah. say I wanted to start like a business and you wanted to start a podcast. That mindset of just wanting to start something means that like when me and you collaborated and worked on our own respective things, just because there's two people working together, same mindset, it kind of motivates the other person to work harder and just helps and so then that if that person doesn't have that like motivation or that extra step that of motivation that they need to accomplish what they want just being surrounded by someone who does yeah will help them and then they will also help the other person so i think just yeah. like it goes back to surrounding yourself by like people who yeah have similar mindsets i had a follow-up real quick then so then what would you be your advice to say for someone that might be they're just nervous, maybe, or insecure to, like, take that step to start it. For example, maybe they had an idea about starting a podcast, but they're like, bro, I see everybody doing that. Like, everyone gets baked in the comment sections. I don't want that to be me. What would be your advice to them to overcome that, um, that like, emotional barrier to start something? Right. So it's a lot easier said than done when people are like, just do it. Who cares? Like, so what if people make fun of you? Like, you'll get over it. Like... Me and you have probably have gone over that barrier, and it's very easy to say it, but I think it's little steps. It's hard. That's to, exactly what I was just. Yeah, exactly it's it's it. it's hard to go. What's, what do they say? Like cold turkey. It's hard to like yeah. go right into it and start a podcast for some people. Maybe so you have to start 
slowly, like maybe to build that level of uh, that, that sense of not caring what people think, start with maybe going out and saying hi to random people, going out, talking to random people, just to get that sense of like learning more about people and, and not worrying too much about what people think about you. And then maybe step it up to sending emails out to people you're interested in or sending LinkedIn messages or whatever, or whatever it might be that you want to do. And then that might build up to enough courage to actually starting a podcast or whatever you might want to. And I think, I think that's the best way to try to build that sense of, I don't care what someone thinks about me. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. That's exactly what I was thinking. And that is exactly how I've overcome anything that I wanted to overcome in the past. And there are a lot of stories packaged in there that we don't have time for. But this is our definitely longest episode by far. Yeah. Could be rolling for a long time more. Um, but yeah, for those of you listening, like, you know, signature line. Thank you, though. Uh, this was our first solo episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I, th- we de- I feel like I definitely improved a lot when it comes to just forming ideas. And it just kept flowing as I kept going, which was great to, like, feel the the skill building. I, th- I think it was also a great just reflection of our freshman year. And yeah. And then maybe if that maybe that could provide a framework for somebody else. Yeah. You never know. I, I, I think that's the thing is, like, people, like, I'll go through people's stories and I won't slide up on them all the time. But then maybe I see them and I'm like, hey, I saw that. Like, that's that's sick. And... They had no idea that I had even thought in that. And if I had never seen them, I would never have told them. And that's how a lot of this could be. And a lot of how what you're doing in your life, for those of you that are listening, maybe. But thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Uh, if you're working out, have a great workout. The light just turned off for the last time. Great cue to end it. And have a great rest of your day, guys. I enjoyed that. Yeah, no, that was awesome. I'm also down to cut that into two. Yeah, we can. We can find a place and then record a little intro for it and then Mm -hmm. figure it out. Oh, I'm still recording.